Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison. I'm a contributor at NinerNoise.com, and uh, well, so much for that, right? <laughs> uh, stocked last week about the you know collective sigh of relief. Let's all take a breath. The losing streak is over, but the winning streak then uh, ended at one. Um, after the Niners pretty well took care of the Chicago Bears in the second half last week, uh, they went home and they laid another egg. They're now 0-4 at home this season. Um, this is by far probably the most disappointing of the losses. However, I'd have to say, given the scenario of the situation, sure. Uh, they didn't play particularly well in um, uh, the sort of at the end uh, in the very beginning of the, the game against the Packers, they dug themselves in a hole but managed to come back and put, make it a winnable game. Uh, they didn't play very well in the first half against Seattle, and that ended up making the game close, and then it was a game they ended up losing. But this one stings because it shouldn't have been this way, um, and that's just being just totally frank. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals come into Levi Stadium, win the thing 31-17, and it wasn't even really that close. Uh, the Niners did score ten uh, points in the uh, th- late in the third, and uh, a field goal in the fourth quarter to to make it a little bit closer. But by and large, Arizona controlled this game, scoring fourteen points in the first quarter and fourteen more in the third quarter to really seal this thing. Um, but 
like honestly, if you if you just looked at it like a seven and one team versus a three and four team, this is a game you expected it to be. However, you take the actual circumstances of the situation and you realize that the Cardinals were out were without their starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, out with an ankle injury, without their best receivers, two of them actually, um, well, at least two of their best receivers. Their number one for sure, DeAndre Hopkins, out with an injury. Um, and then AJ Green, who probably not their second best receiver really, but still a pivotal piece of their team out on the COVID-19 list. Um, they also lost uh, a couple of other players pretty early in the game. Um, and so it's just, it, it's an embarrassing output from the 49ers. They got outplayed, outdone, out what, everything by Colt McCoy, of all players, a 12-year NFL journeyman um, who's never been a regular starter in the league, who's never been a significant um, quarterback in the NFL, and yet somehow walked out, finished 22 of 26 for 249 yards and a touchdown, um, no interceptions, uh, got run over by James Conner, ran the ball 21 times for 96 yards, uh, but also caught five passes for 77 yards, accounted for three total touchdowns in the game. Um, the Cardinals defense absolutely dominated the 49ers offense, um, which had some numbers. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo finished 28 of 40 for 326 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the one pick was sort of inconsequential late in the game. It was already over. That was not really the point. Um, but he was sacked five times for 28 yards lost. They never got the running game going. Elijah Mitchell, just eight carries for 36 yards. Some of that was, I mean, a great majority of that was game situation. Um, they just, by the time it was, <laughs> by the time they, they put them, they dug themselves in such a deep hole, 14, nothing down in the first quarter. They just couldn't come back to it. George Kittle had a good game, six catches, 101 yards, a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, his best game of the season, six catches, 89 yards, a touchdown. Debo Samuel, five for 63. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is they just they just didn't it, it 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 never looked comfortable those numbers make it look gaudier um offensively than it was and and sure the offense played okay uh you know they they shot themselves in the foot both Kittle and Ayuk had fumbles uh early on in the game uh, Kittle's I think was on the second drive that led to the second Arizona touchdown um yeah uh uh, Ayuk had it. The 49ers were in their own <laughs> in their own red zone. He made a great catch, got up, and then fumbled the ball. It was not knocked out of his hand. I should should be fair, but uh, still, um, those numbers make it look more um, like the offense didn't sh- struggle, which it did at times. I mean, they did okay, um, but by and large, they didn't do enough to keep them in the game. And the Cardinals' defense just just was prohibitively better um, most of the game, um, and that is something that is is just it's it's it doesn't make any sense. It's it's just frankly um, something that that you you just can't understand. It do, it doesn't it doesn't track with the fact that the um, the Cardinals were missing their starting quarterback, their starting their best wide receiver, one of their better defensive players, JJ Watt, also didn't play. Um, and the Niners were, by and large, the healthier team, which is a strange thing to say given how uh, <clears throat> unhealthy this team has been throughout the last uh, season and a half or so. But this is just not 
the, the it, let's, I mean, just let's, let's say it like it is like this, this team clearly doesn't have the, whatever it is that they require, whatever they need to be uh, good enough to beat good teams. They, they just don't have it. They've lost, um, they've won three games all against teams that are not particularly good in the lions, the Eagles and the bears. Um, and lost to all the good teams that they've played, minus Seattle, who's uh, not good because they've been missing their quarterback for much of the season. But, uh, you know, the Packers, the Cardinals twice now, um, the Colts, who may be good, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's for a team that came in to this season expecting, if all things sort of broke right, to be challenging for the division. Um, and challenging for a playoff spot. Technically, they're not out of it. Three and five um, through eight games. Uh, the <laughs> the funny thing is, is if they'd won this game today, based on the the earlier um, <clears throat> the earlier outcomes, they would have actually been, uh, I believe, in the seventh place uh, position uh, at just four and at four and four. They would have been in in seventh place in the NFC and would have been a, a, a playoff team if the season had ended right at that moment. But they didn't win. And now they're on the outside looking in, and while it's not all, it's not over. And while after they play the Rams on Monday night, who are going to be really mad again about getting torn apart by the Titans on Sunday night football, they play the the Rams on Monday night football next week at Levi Stadium. So you got to think, barring some sort of bizarre turn of events, now it's it's fair to say that Kyle Shanahan is has pretty much owned Sean McVay. They've won four straight against this team, even last year when they were not good. Um, it's, it, 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 you, you almost have to pencil in a three and six record heading into what will be a significantly easier stretch. They head to Jacksonville, although Jacksonville did just beat Buffalo in an ugly game on Sunday. Uh, they have, you know, Houston and they have Atlanta who beat the saints. The problem is the problem is <laughs> that nobody knows who's good. Like Arizona seems to be pretty good. Like if they can get Colt McCoy to, to win a football game, that probably says a lot about their overall quality as a team. The Rams are probably a good team um, in spite of the loss on Sunday night. Uh, the Titans look to be a good team. Uh, Buffalo looks to be a good team in spite of, in spite of their loss. The Packers, who knows what, what's going to happen with them. Uh, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers probably going to be out at least one more game, which means Jordan Love will get another start. They lost an ugly game yesterday to the Chiefs, who are now sitting at 500 as well. And so, you know, there's... It's it's kind of a weird league this year in that there's there's just like one or two teams you know I'm considering Tampa Bay who didn't um didn't play this week uh, yet and so it's I don't know like there are a, a sort of spattering of teams in the middle and the bottom of the league that who knows whether or not they're going to be good or not and and then you have teams like Dallas and and the Bengals who looked like they're going to be good one week and then the next week they come out and lay eggs and it's it's just it's just hard to predict which means it's hard to to predict whether or not the Niners are going to be able to go out and beat a Jacksonville team and beat a Cincinnati that at the beginning of the season that looked like a very winnable game. You're like, "Oh, that's the 17th game. Great. Give it to me on a on a silver platter. You know, mark that one as a W." Um it it it's just it's impossible to say. I mean, hopefully you think these very low-level teams that are like competing for the number 1 spot, Jacksonville, Houston, uh, teams like that, maybe even Atlanta might be in that conversation. Um, there's got to be 
uh, that, that's those have got to be teams that you should beat. But the the fact of the matter is, with this 49ers team, it's it's very hard to feel comfortable any way, shape, or form about it. Um, now, again, I think the Cardinals are still you know one of the top teams in the NFL. That's pretty clear. It's embarrassing to lose to Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy is, well, frankly, just you know past it if he was even ever got to it. Um, you know, once he left college, but it's, yeah. Um, it, it was frustrating that the Niners didn't come out ready to go, ready to say, Hey, look, we got this backup quarterback who has been sort of pseudo preparing throughout the week, but it definitely didn't look like that was the case. Um, it definitely looked like, uh, the, the Cardinals were, ready for for Colt McCoy to start and ready for him to be successful and there he was so um like I say it's uh it's uh it's disconcerting to to say the least again they have the Rams on Monday night um then they head to Jacksonville they have Minnesota Seattle Cincinnati uh both those are both road games um then Atlanta Tennessee on the road Atlanta at home Tennessee on the road Houston at home and the Rams at uh, SoFi uh, for the final game of the season, and we've I mean, we've talked about this already. Like, how many more wins are in there? I don't know. Um, is it that important at this point? Now, I don't know. I mean, other than you know mashing up Miami's um, draft pick, I think I think I saw this morning at, the, at this point they would be, I think the number seven or the number nine picks. So they'll be in the top ten somewhere. That pick unfortunately does not go to them. So Miami, good for you, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, it's hard not to make the case and, uh, that's, it's, it might be time to just accept the fact that even though they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, that they're not going to really gain anything by trying to be the best team that they, that they can. Um, but there's also no benefit in, in sort of like tanking the thing either because, um, because of the the fact that they don't have a first round draft pick now that it does put your second round draft pick in a, in a good position if you're if you're a if you have a worse record but and I, and I'm not suggesting and I don't want to hear anybody hearing me say that I that it should be like let's tank the rest of the year let's be done like who cares like this season's over um that's not the point the point that I'm trying to make is this is a weird position for the Niners to find themselves in without a first round draft pick but with a top 3 quarterback uh draft pick that they took last year um in this past draft that they need to figure out a way to get him in there because if there are any indications of what's going on like look at the way that Jordan Love's game went on on Sunday he did not play particularly well and he's been sitting for a while behind Aaron Rodgers and hasn't really seemed to have picked up anything so there's a case to be made that and I'm not saying that Jordan Love and Trey Lance are the same player or that equally good or whatever but the point is, is that that doesn't work all the time. Um, and so there is a case to be made from the quarterback position, from the cornerback position. It was a rough day for, for Josh Norman in a lot of ways. Um, Drake Kirkpatrick, like what, what are we doing here with that? Like we have two uh, draft picks that we took this year, Ambry Thomas, Diamondor, Lenore, like get them on the field, let them play. That's, that's kind of where I am at this point. I, I just don't see even if this team manages to scrap and claw its way into a seventh seed, what is that going to do? Then you get to go play in green Bay or in lot. No, the Rams can't get, can't be the number two seed. Uh, Cause 
well, I mean, suppose they could if they win win the division. You're going to go to Green Bay or to Arizona or to Los Angeles or to Tampa or somewhere like that, and you're going to get curb stomped in that game? Like, no, no, thank you. Like, uh, I would rather. I mean, and now don't get me wrong. If if Shanahan goes, look, let's just let's let's bail on it. Let let's go. Like it's done. Season's over. Probably. Um, let's let's throw you know Trey Lance. Let's throw Diamondor Lenore. Let's throw Ambry Thomas out there. Let's throw Aaron Banks out there. Let's see what we got. Um, and and if that happens to turn into wins, great, wonderful. If they happen to sneak their way into the playoffs with all those players playing, that's probably a good thing, right? Because um, that means that those players are better than the veterans that you were throwing out there, and you made a mistake. <laughs> um, now, maybe they have improved over the, the course of the season, and maybe they will improve, and maybe it's a matter of the fact that those rookies and young guys are better than the uh, the players on these poor teams that they're that they're playing, and that's that's perfectly possible. But you know, frankly, it's 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 done. Um, I think it's time to to this this game says to me this team is not good enough to compete with good teams. And frankly, I have my questions about how well they can they can play against really bad teams. Well, maybe not really bad teams. I think they can still handle their handle their business against like a Jacksonville or a Houston. Um, but those teams that are kind of in the middle that are sort of like maybes like Minnesota who just put up a good fight against Baltimore on Sunday. Um, Atlanta who again beats uh, the saints uh, on Sunday. Good luck. Like good luck picking that game. Good luck thinking about whether or not it's going to go well. Good luck knowing what's going to happen in that regard. Depends on which version of this team shows up. And frankly, if we're just going to get uneven, then I'd rather have uneven with a bunch of rookies and, and second year guys and, and, hope for the best and hope that they get to learn from those situations. So um, again, Niners lose 31, 17, very, very, very frustrating game to watch. can only imagine what it was like to play through that, but uh, nonetheless um, on they go to Los Angeles. They have uh, uh, until uh, next Monday to, to work out those things. At least they can't ruin our Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Um, in that regard. But anyway, uh, thanks as always for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise podcast, part of the fan sided podcast network. Uh, please continue to check out NinerNoise.com for your latest 49ers news and analysis. And if you would, uh, sh- be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Um, if you're able to jump in there, leave us a review, ask a question, and we'll give you a shout out on the air and uh, answer that question. And of course, please share the podcast with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.